Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. How are you? I hope you're having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening. If you've had a long day, um, I'm glad that you're here. This is going to be a good podcast. Did you guys listen last week? We talked about the word stay. And I think it was a really neat, not twist on the word, but digging into it. Because I, I, many of you wrote in and, and wrote me some messages and just said, you know, clear, this is what I, where I thought you were going to go with it. And this really challenged me. So um, that was fun. If you did not listen to last week's, I heavily suggest you go back and take a listen. Um, you might have heard me talk a little bit about the new devotional called Radiate 90 Devotions to reflect the heart of Jesus. And that is coming out in August, but you can pre-order on Amazon now, which I will include the link in the show notes. Um, It means a lot to me. Um, And it's very helpful as far as y'all getting the books on time for Amazon, recognizing it for other people, finding about the devotional, all that stuff. So if you haven't purchased it, it's $12.99, Amazon Prime. um, And I'll include a link. But this week we are talking about the word refreshed doesn't it sound like a cool drink of water or just like a going on the boat on a nice day um i'm excited to dig into this word man i think it's a word that's really needed for us all um really in every season but especially right now and so um i'm excited to dig in with you guys but before we do before we get started let's go ahead and refocus together you ready okay F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. (sighs) Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't it feel good to take a deep breath? You guys, that is what Jesus offers us. And that's what this podcast, what we're going to dig into, is this word refreshed. And, you know, recently we talked about the word restored. Um, if you did not listen to that, also worth going back and listening to. Everything that we talk about is interrelated. Because just like Jesus, um, or when God made the whole earth, right? But that there was all these different systems. And as he separated the ground from the sky and dark from light, and he created humanity and humanity got to name the animals and and all of that as he's put his stamp on each of it all of it made sense together and so all of these words they complement one another so as we dig in as we dug into restored we understood a little bit more about this word refreshed so you'll see some of those similar thoughts here but they are different because when something's restored or when god restores us It is more of a foundational process, right? We're dealing with some roots and some deep healing. And 
Refreshment is something that we do a little bit more frequently. Like we have to drink water a little more often than just once a week, right? When it comes to refreshing ourselves in Jesus, we can't wait until we are completely bone dry and then some before we decide to learn how to drink, right? This is actually what often leads to needing restoration is when we don't refresh ourselves in Jesus. So anyway, I wanted to clarify that difference as we dig into this word refreshed because I think it's important to understand that it's not one of those things where it's like when you're, um, we will talk about all kinds of refreshment, but what I'm talking about is the daily going to the well. We all want to live refreshed. We want to live lives that are full and fun and, and free. And we can't do that when we are just hanging by a thread and surviving until the next day. So how do we get refreshed? Like, I think it's one thing to sit here and talk about, right? And to read these verses and to know that that's what Jesus offers us. But then it's like, hey, clear, okay, what does that mean? What do I do if that's what I agree? Yes, that's what I want. Here's the first thing I would say. Know what drains you. Here's the deal. If we are going to talk about being refreshed and feeling alive and receiving energy, we have to first talk about what depletes our supply. So can I ask you a really important question just to kick this off because this is so crucial. I want you to really take some inventory and assess your life and ask this question in a very personal way. No no one's going to know your answer, okay? This is for you. This is for your soul. This is for your own water supply. What relationships, remedies, or rituals do you need to release so that you can be refreshed? You know the hardest part or what the hardest part about letting go of things that exhaust us? Is there usually some things that provide temporary satisfaction or there's some type of high or they are affirmation from others or there's something that's romantic or enticing, right? But if we are not willing to delete what depletes us, we will never be satisfied by our supply. I think we could all say that... Um, you know, searching for affirmation from those around us drains us of the energy and vitality that we need to pursue our dreams, right? I think we could all say that toxic people aren't good for any of us and that when we spend more time fixing a relationship than actually understanding what goes into having one, something's up. I think we can all say that overcommitment and overpromising and overextending ourselves leads to overwhelm. You know, when we enter the week asking the question, how am I going to manage all of this? Or praying for the prayer of, Lord, please let someone cancel. We've already started out defeated. So a lot of times, y'all, we know what drains us. The kicker to that is, are we willing to release it? And so that would be my first question to you. What relationships or remedies or rituals do you have that you need to release so that you can walk in the refreshment of the Lord? What does refresh you? I think that's important to think about. Psalm 19.7 says the law of the Lord is perfect. Refreshing the soul. 
The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You know, these two things, knowing what drains you and knowing what refreshes you, they really kind of set up this whole podcast. They set up this whole thought process, this whole understanding of, okay, what does it look like for me to live a refreshed life? Know what refreshes you, getting into the Word of God. Know what refreshes you, having community that pours life into you. Know what refreshes you, being around friendships that are life-giving and having conversations about dreams and going after what God has given us, right? Um, Know what refreshes you, praying, praying with others, building each other up, looking at God's fingerprints and saying, I know you're at work here. Know what refreshes you, eating food that nourishes your soul instead of crap that makes you feel lethargic, right? Know what refreshes you, taking a beach trip for a day instead of sulking in your sorrow where you're at. Whatever it is, I'm saying these practical ways, but think about what drains you and what refreshes you. I think those are important because here's the deal is so many times we know both of those things and yet we still keep what drains us and we don't schedule what refreshes us and then we act like we're confused. It's not a math problem per se, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, wait a second, I know where my soul has found refreshment and strength and joy and yet I'm literally bending over backwards to schedule all these things that make me strive and stress me out and leave me just tattered. And then I wonder why I get to Sunday night and I'm like, God, I wish I could do a do-over. So we got to know what drains us and we got to know what refreshes us. The second thing I would say is to know your boundaries. Here's the deal, like, there are going to be times where you can offer a drink to someone else and then there are other times where you simply need to be the one to receive, right? You're not in a state to give and that's okay. You know, my friends and family who are listening to this are probably thinking, okay, clear, really? Are you going to be the one to sit here and talk to me about boundaries? LOL, right? I'm not awesome at them. Totally, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm not. I'm working on them because I've realized the importance of them. And I've realized that, you know, a bone dry, halfway committed or barely showing up but really wanting to be there clear is not probably the best for anybody, including me or my husband or my future family or anything, right? Like, if we're going to show up, we got to know, okay, I have fortified myself in Jesus. I'm here and I'm fully here. I'm fully present. You know, the good part about me not being great at boundaries is one is we're going to work on them together, okay? Team effort. Two, I can tell you that not having clear boundaries for yourself and for others does not lead to refreshment. I will confirm this for you. Something I think I struggle with in this area is thinking that I might offend someone with a boundary or that I might miss out on something good. However, man, when I say that out loud, I'm like, clear, really? Because here's the deal. We know two things to be true. One, when we clearly communicate boundaries, they actually protect our relationships not harm them. And I've seen that even when it leads to difficult conversations, it's out of the the long game, 
of that relationship, right? Out of the lengthiness. And if you're looking out for the long game, you're like, hey, look, I want I want us to be in this in this thing for a, a while, right? Not a, not a hot minute. And so out of that, I have to preserve out of the truth that I know and the pleasant boundaries and the lines that God's given me. And and so sometimes that means disappointing you temporarily so that we can do this for for a while, right? You know, and two is that we won't miss out on anything good if we are listening to God with where to draw our boundary lines. I love the fact that FOMO does not exist when the Holy Spirit is leading us. He always leads us to pleasant places. And I don't know about y'all, but especially thanks to social media, right? We can be somewhere and fully love where we are. We are receiving refreshment. We are, we are doing what is fortifying our soul. And then we can get on Instagram. We can scroll. We can see where someone else is, see what they're doing. And all of a sudden, the enemy likes to get in our heads and say, hmm, well, don't you wish you were there? You should have said yes. Or you can sacrifice your soul and your time and your margin and your family and your wherewithal and leave here and go do that and sign yourself up for a million things so that you don't miss anything. But here's the deal is that boundaries prevent burnout so that we can remain a blessing to you, to Jesus, so that you can walk in what he's asked of you and hear him and and know, um, know when he said to say no and know when he said to say yes. I'm going to say that again because I think it's so important. And I'm saying it really for myself, okay? Boundaries prevent burnout so that we can remain a blessing. Psalm 16, 5 through 9, is, Psalm 16 is an awesome, awesome scripture. If you just want to encourage your soul and you feel drained or just in general, that's a great one to read to yourself in the morning. It's almost like a blessing over your life. And Psalm 16, 5 through 9 says this, The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. Doesn't that just comfort you y'all we can establish these boundaries and it's not um it's never going to take away from the goodness of our lives or others if it's God who's drawing those lines right and so we can know first what drains us second what refreshes us and then with that knowing our boundaries with our boundaries when we do have boundaries it's going to lead to this other point which is this make room to be refreshed like I mentioned at the beginning without margin we will always feel drained and so the cool thing is is when we start to walk in these when we start to realize what drains us and what refreshes us we know when to say yes and when to say no when we realize our boundaries we realize our capacity and we're able to extend those things in wisdom and then with those things right when we have pleasant boundaries when we know what drains us and when we know what refreshes us we can make room for the stuff that's good. I am speaking from experience here that it's one thing to know that we are in need of refreshment. 
it's a whole other ballgame to prioritize it, to schedule it, and to make it happen. This means that whatever we need to create to have this room, we do it. We cannot prioritize being available and generous to others if we do not first prioritize being committed and refreshed in His presence. Y'all, it is by the refreshment of the Holy Spirit that we are able to be a blessing to other people. And I think this is a kicker for me and something that's really helpful is, you know, understanding that it isn't selfish or trivial to prioritize being refreshed. It is the very thing that allows us to show up. It's holy. And I don't mean this in the avenue of like, oh, constantly practice self-care, okay? Tending to our soul with the shepherds, a whole other story. And I don't mean that it can't involve cucumbers on our eyes sometimes. But what I am saying is that we know what this means. We know that getting in the Word it is literally the best thing we could do for ourselves, for our family, for our work, for our church family, for the our extracurriculars, for our dreams, for everything, for the hard stuff, for our strongholds, for our addictions. So here's the hard part. Are you making room? I'm asking myself that clear. Are you making room? And if not, what do you need to do or what can you cut out to make room to be refreshed? Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-five says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Y'all, what a comforting and realistic scripture. Because here's the deal is our father knows how often we push, how we often we push it, right? And, and, and get to the end of ourselves until we have nothing left in the tank. Like he knows how often we need to fill up. He knows what's on our agenda and how much is required to sustain us. The one who sculpted us will always be, always, the only one capable of fully satisfying us and sustaining us until we get to the other side. There is no shortcut, there is no substitute, and there is no runaround to the refreshment of the Holy Spirit. And that is a hard truth when we are trying to find synthetic ways to fill ourselves up when we feel like we don't have enough time it is also the saving grace of our lives because what that says is hey look let me make this easy for you nothing else is going to satisfy no other type of fuel is going to actually get to you get you to the place you want to go make room to be refreshed with that also is we have to repent of what's holding us so that he can refresh us y'all a lot of times I don't think it's that we don't have the time in our lives to be refreshed or carve out margin if I'm being totally honest and I'm speaking from experience on this right what I think the issue is a lot of times is that we're holding on to stuff that suffocates us or it steals our time and then we're taking away from what actually matters and we talked about this some with restoration um But repentance is often our golden ticket to the front porch time with Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. When you sit and your soul is able to breathe and you feel the wind on your face and you actually look out and you actually see the color of the flower instead of just overwhelm and you take a deep breath and you feel like you can finally sit and rock on front porch with your Savior, the one who made you, and actually hear or receive what he's been telling you. And I don't mean that like a literal way. Yes, I love some good front porch time. But what I mean is just where your soul actually gets before him. 
And so if we don't repent of what tends to hold us back and we don't recognize that, then we, we don't, we constantly have an excuse for why we don't have the time. The only thing that's keeping us from sitting with our Savior and soaking in His goodness is us. Because He always desires our presence, right? The wedge that keeps us from pursuing it is often the sin, the fear, the blemish that we know doesn't align with who He is. So the tricky thing is, the only way to receive healing and be refreshed by Him is to go to Him with the thing that's been keeping us. And it's often the thing that holds us back. But Here's what I love about scripture is it literally addresses every little thorn that would be in our hearts or our souls or our minds for why we wouldn't show up at his feet. And it says, let me go ahead and address that, right? Acts 3, 19 says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Y'all, I need you to get this. It says wiped out. It does not say scooted to the side. It does not say put in a cabinet for reconsideration or put in a bin for later evaluation, right? No, it says God erases, removes from the east to the west that they are no longer so that our soul can finally go, okay, Lord, I'm sorry I was prioritizing something else. I give it to you. I recognize it. I repent. I realize the situation and I need your refreshment and so I'm here and that kind of humility is honored something else I wanted to mention um, a point with refreshment is that you know I think it's reality is our friend and I think it's really 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 important to remember that some seasons are more draining than others I have a hard time remembering this I tend to want myself to be at able to pull my bootstraps up at all moments and show up and and do the hard thing and and this and that and be able to have the same capacity no matter what I'm walking through and and I'm not superwoman right I'm not Jesus that's not that's not reality and so I want to encourage you guys with this because I think it's important to remember you know when you're scrolling on Instagram or you're at your wits end or you're texting with your friends or you're trying to Find some time in your schedules that some seasons we have the ability to to try that new pottery class that we think may give us just to do something we enjoy, right? That might refresh our spirit. Sometimes we get to join that weekly Bible study, but sometimes it's a monthly meeting or zooming in on something and literally showing up with your, your hair all crazy and you're in your pajamas and you're like, look, I'm here, but my bandwidth is this. And this is what, this is how I can show up because God knows that. Right. And his refreshment is not based on our it is based on our availability. Right. But as long as he knows that that we have intense seasons. Right. He's the author of our story. It doesn't shock him. And so it's okay if our right now what it looks like to refresh our spirit looks different than it did a year ago and different than it will a year from now. Right. If we're a new mom or we're planning for that in our lives or we have a lot going on or we have three kids and they're all playing baseball or you are a you just got a promotion at work and you are putting in the hours whatever it is and so I want us to find some hope and some refreshment in this let the truth that seasons change refresh your spirit okay don't let it discourage it right now is not forever 
And that also means that right now, give yourself some grace and recognize that he's at work and, and other things are coming. Comparison will never lead to refreshment. Ever. When you find yourself gauging the health of your season based on the assumptions of others, you will always feel discouraged, defeated, and drained. And comparison happens, y'all, often subconsciously. Like we don't even realize we're doing it. It's like we begin to size up our gifts or what we're offering or our family or how we're showing up or this and that. Literally by walking into Target and seeing another family doing this with the mom looking like this or the dad doing this or dad's coaching baseball and why are you doing Whatever it is, I don't even know. I'm making up situations. You know what I'm saying. But we so often compare our situations and they're not, they're light years away. And they're also based on assumptions that, y'all, we know nothing about other people's story. Because think about it, even what you know about your own story in your own heart sometimes scratches the surface because there's so much going on. We're complex people. And so making comparison and making judgments based on a gauge of someone else's life you know nothing about is silly and it's discouraging for the season that we're walking in. If you want a manual for what your life should look like or a good standard to measure your health, you know what you can do? You know what I should do? You know what we all should do? We should open the Word of God. Because it's the only thing that's universal and applicable to any person amidst any season during any time of life. No matter how refreshed they feel or drained they have become. So if life has felt like a drought lately, look up. Seasons change and refreshment is coming. We could take lessons from so many people in Scripture but I kept thinking of just the verses in Ecclesiastes that, you know, there's a time for for a harvest. There's a time for for everything, right? You can trust that, and it's okay. But stop putting such intense pressure on yourself. Man, I'm talking to me here. I'm like, clear, go back and listen to this. Some seasons are not the easiest. Some seasons, our capacity has to be flexible and adaptable. And that's okay, right? We're human, and and God can cover what we can't. The last thing I want to end with is to refresh others, and you will be refreshed. Y'all, I see this every single week as I pray and write and hope to provide refreshment for you guys. My soul is refreshed. As we refresh others, we often encourage them in the truth that we ourselves are struggling to believe for our own lives. I will never forget. I had, uh, remember, it was one specific day and I had some stuff going on, um, not to get into the nitty gritty details of it, but with some, just some health stuff and was trying to figure it out and, um, and I knew the Lord had me, but it was still just a lot, right? I think subconsciously it was a little bit more maybe fearful or just kind of uh in my head then I realized and I got a few direct messages and they were literally about kind of similar to the things I was walking through and the the words and the scriptures that I was sending to these people asking for prayer was literally the words that the Holy Spirit was like hey clear say that over you right what's true for her or what's true for him it's true for you. I'm the same God, and I'm there, and I got you. 
You know that verse that you just typed out and you sent? Yeah, read it, speak it over you. Look in the mirror. See, see your own lips recite that truth. Believe it. As we refresh others, we get outside our own heads and we stop the soundtrack that's been playing continuously in our minds. And Lord knows, y'all, sometimes it is just not, that soundtrack is a one, it's not even a one-hit wonder, right? It served us for a certain time or it didn't at all. And we just keep playing it. As we refresh others, we operate in the commandment that Jesus left us when he challenged the disciples. Remember, after the Last Supper, he said, love others as I have loved you. Serving others is often the catalyst to remembering God's goodness in our own lives. I don't know if y'all have ever been at like a celebration for someone or taking the time to speak life into someone or something like that. And I want you to think about that time. And has it, I want you to really ask yourself, like in doing that, has that not been, didn't didn't that affect your own soul? I mean, for me, I can say that genuinely, I don't, I don't feel like that affection or edification or hope that we offer can't not penetrate our own hearts, right? And the enemy, he, this is why, this is why he loves envy or jealousy or comparison or any of that or competition even, because he knows that when we take the time to refresh others in truth and hope and generosity, our own spirits benefit, and we are all part of the same body going after the same mission for the same God who loves us with the same everlasting love. And so when we knock that, right, when we knock that on the ground and say, whoa, 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 no, I'm going to celebrate what's happening in other people's. I'm going to, I'm going to pour out because God's overflowed his grace onto me. And even when it's hard to see it, I'm going to stand in the truth and walk in empathy and show compassion. And in that, my own heart is going to see, yes, God is at work. Proverbs 11.25 tells us this. It says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I mean, that's an absolute. When we show up for others, our own soul says, Yes, that is right. And sometimes, y'all, in fact, often, I know for me, it's easier to see it in other people's lives than it is to see it in our own. So oftentimes, that's kind of the catalyst that we need to walk in faith, you know? As we tell them to be courageous, we find the courage ourselves. And I want to end with Psalm 23, um, 1 through 3. I mean, I know Psalm 23 is like a very famous passage. And so many of you have probably heard this. But it is truly like healing balm for your soul. And so I just want to read it over you. I want you to receive it. I want you to close your eyes if you can. But I want you to know that this is true for your life. And let it refresh your soul. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. I love that. He makes me lie down in green pastures. What a picture of peace, right? He leads me beside quiet waters because he controls those waters. He refreshes our soul. So I'm going to end with this focus tip. It's the practical one that's always included. If you don't have this devotional, you can get it on Amazon. It's been restocked. You can get it on Clearly Stated. You can get it on Dayspring. All of these links are in the show notes. Um, And y'all, it's a great gift. Like it's under 13 bucks. And you can follow along this podcast. And if you're just now listening or you just bought the book, 
you can go back and I mean really these are deep dives into every single word it's um, I intended for these to be like 15 minute podcast and then your girl has too many words but also just realize the richness of, of really digging in deep and I didn't want to forego that opportunity for any of these words and honestly it was helpful for me um, it's been very challenging and a, and a good source of accountability for me. So I encourage y'all to go back and listen if you haven't. Uh, but anyway, this week's focus tip is this. Wake up every morning this week and ask God to refresh your soul before you start your day. Y'all, I love that because the main word I want you to focus on with that is before. And ask. Okay, that's participatory and it's also priority. We have to realize that it, we have the authority to say, hey, God, can you help me? Can you refresh my spirit before I even put my feet on the floor? Plant my heart in truth. Restore, renew my mind with what you've already said. Help me declare that. Help me stand in it so that I'm not living reactionary because I know who's in control. Okay, so we're going to end with the Monday prayer. Um, this is always on my Instagram. I say that, but I know I get a lot of messages about it. So as I, if you want to read this over yourself, if you want to read it over your family, someone told me that, you know, after they listen to this podcast on Monday, they then read this prayer over their family every night at dinner. And I just thought that was profound. I love that. It's such a good reminder. Um, and repetition, I mean, scientifically proven, it helps us get back to remembering things, right? So I'm going to read this over you. If it's not Monday, guess what? It's good for any day of the week. Okay, here we go. If you can't close your eyes, if not, no worries. Hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. You are so tender and so aware of my heart, but your strength and your authority is also the source of my unwavering confidence. Thank you for this week before me. You have paved my way. Will you help me navigate the uncertainties that lie ahead? I know I make plans, but it is you who establishes my steps. Give me the courage to let go of what drains me and feeds my doubt. Show me how to discern and set boundaries that align with your will. I know that the lines you've drawn fall in pleasant, purposeful places. Thank you for allowing me to allocate my time so that I can create margin and sit in your presence. No distractions or side chatter. For the remainder of my life, I want to live refreshed by your word. Elevate my awareness of you in this season. Occupy my soul with your grace and teach me how to walk in the way of abundance. Because I have access to your well, I never have to live thirsty. Stretch me and show me how to be a blessing to those around me. What a gift it is to know that you are my unlimited supply. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all. <sighs> Another deep breath. Didn't that? Oh, it's just the promises of God. That is true for your life. I don't care what you have going on. I don't care what your days look like. This prayer is relevant and it's true. And it's powerful for you because it's based on the word of God. And... He loves you so much. Gosh, if you get anything from this podcast, know that you are loved. You are so, 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 so loved. And he will refresh you. So um, if this did encourage you, would you mind sharing it? Um, gosh, you have no idea 
how helpful that is as a podcaster and an author and just a person with a small business. Oh my goodness, is when you share it, when you tell others, you know, when when a good friend or a family member or someone tells us something they love and it comes from a voice that we trust, how much more inclined are we like, you know, to go listen and tune in. So if you know someone going through a hard season or they have felt like life has been a drought or they feel like upcoming that there is some serious wins going on in their life, would you mind sending this to them? I think it would just refresh their spirit. Remember what we learned that as we fresh, refresh others that we ourselves are refreshed. So um, if you do share it, tag me in your stories. Let me know. I love to hear how this podcast is encouraging your heart um, and just ministering to the specific of your situations because that is the Holy Spirit which is so cool that's who we serve so anyway I hope you guys have a great week I'm so thankful that we all get to go to the well that none of us have get turned away that we can drink an unlimited supply and that our souls are satisfied in him that's the abundant life and it is available to each and every one of us isn't that incredible it's true okay I hope you have a great week and we will see you next week guys